At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then, book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Marty Brenneman, when you're calling a game like, you know, when you know that Pete's 4192 is coming, do you prepare for it differently than than the thousands of games you had done in your career? No, I, I really didn't. You know, I, that, that was one of those records that we knew was going to be broken. You know, a lot of times, you know, for instance, this is a poor example, but you might not, you may go into a ballpark and not expect to see a guy hit four or five home runs in one game. You don't expect that. Uh, but we knew that Peach record was going to fall. It was just a matter of when and who it was against and where it took place. Um, I, I really didn't give a lot of thought. The only thing I was sure of was that I had enough material dealing with other players that had had great uh, careers. And But in terms of what I was going to say when Pete, when Pete got the hit, um, I'd ever planned that. The interesting thing about that, however, was the club was in Chicago over the previous weekend to play the Cubs. And um, Pete was a hit away from tying the record. And and uh, it was a Sunday afternoon game. Uh, there was rain. There was a question of whether or not the game was going to be played. And in the 31 years that Joe Nuxhall and I worked together, the only time that we were ever selfish, we had an incredible relationship that got better and better and better as, as the years went by. But both of us were selfish enough to say, I want the hit. And we made no, no no bones about that. And we had been together long enough so that we could throw that out there toward each other. And, and everybody, both of us would understand. Um, and on, on the, um, the Sunday afternoon, oh, he had already tied the record. He'd already tied the record going into the Sunday game. And he, uh, he hit a, he, the first two times up, I had one of them, Joe had one. Um, he, he went out and then, 
in the seventh inning, Nuxall was calling the play-by-play, and, and, and Pete hit a rocket to shortstop deep into the hole. And uh, Sean Dunson was playing shortstop for the Cubs. And I think uh, fate entered into this because it was not a shortstop in the National League and maybe not in all of baseball that had a better arm than Dunston did mm-hmm. in terms of accuracy and in time in terms of the kind of heat that he could put on a throw when he had to. And he went into the hole, I think a step or two on the outfield grass and backhanded the ball and made a perfect throw. He got Pete by a half a step. That would have been the record breaker right there. And Joe had the shot. And I used to tell him later on, I said, hey, you had the shot, pal. I said, I can't help what Dunson did. And then, of course, we came back home on Monday night and in front of a big crowd at Riverfront, he went hitless. And then on Tuesday night against Eric Shaw and the Padres, he got a single his first time up to break the record. He levels the bat a couple of times. Shaw kicks and he fires. Rose Wayne. There it is. There it is. Get out. Get out. Get out. Uh, it was extremely exciting. Uh, it could not have happened to a guy who devoted so much of his heart and soul into playing Major League Baseball. Uh, he never left anything on the in the clubhouse when he went on the field to play, and that was day after day, game after game. So uh, for him to get the record, and not you know when you think back on on what might be records that will go unbreakable, uh, that certainly has to be one because. I think you have to consider the time and the era in which we are in as Mm -hmm. far as baseball. You're not going to have guys that play that long anymore because there's too much money involved. Um, And so I don't, I don't think that record will ever fall. Uh, Yeah, I may be wrong, but I really don't think so. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you're watching Griffey, and obviously Griffey was a legend as a kid. You probably knew about Ken Jr. when he yeah. was in high school. Was it Moeller High? Is that where Griffey yes. was? Yeah. Um, because because obviously his dad was a big red machine member and then would come back around uh, to be in Cincinnati again at, at the end of his career. Um, it, it, did Griffey have that look and feel of somebody who could be like Mantle? Uh, from a young, a young, young age. Funny thing about that is, Matt, I, I, I came across Junior when he was about this high. Huh. I mean, it, it, I'll never forget. Um, there were you know, Sparky had a rule when he managed a club that the kids could come into the clubhouse after the game if the club won. If the club did not win, then they were not allowed into the clubhouse. But uh, oftentimes they'd be in the clubhouse before the game, and you'd have. You have Junior, you'd have uh, Eduardo and Victor Perez, you'd have Pete Junior, and all of them were running around. And I used to uh, come across Junior, and I'd swat at him, and I'd say, "Get out of here! Go find your mom and, and and settle down and watch a game. You're getting in the way of your dad's trying to get dressed, and here you are running around like a chicken with your head cut off." And so we, we and then years, then it reached a period 
in his youth where he disappeared for a number of years. We rarely ever saw him. And I'll never forget the first time I saw him uh, after probably two or three years. Um, he showed up one day with his dad and I couldn't believe it. Hmm. I couldn't believe how big he was. I couldn't believe how ripped and sculptured he was. And we oftentimes talked about that after he came, you know, came back uh, via the trade from Seattle. Um, but in high school at Moeller High, he had then what a lot of people said was an absolutely perfect swing. And that was God-given. I, I, as, as much of an impact as Senior played on him, and Senior's been a dear friend of mine forever, I really believe that God gave this young man the gift when he came out of the womb that he was going to have a absolutely perfect baseball swing. And, uh, you know, the only regret that I have for him, I don't know whether he views it that way, but he was hurt so much after he came from Seattle to Cincinnati. He missed so much time. Um, the years in which he was healthy, um, was dominating. I mean, it was fun to watch him play, uh, his ability to go get the ball in the outfield, his ability to swing the bat. Um, but Marty, the, uh, even with all those injuries, you you still saw and called number 400, number yes. 500, and number 600. Any one of those stick out to you as, as, well, as a moment? Well, let, me, let me tell you an interest, interesting story about uh, number 500. He... Um, I guess he was sitting at 498. And one day he called me over in the clubhouse. He said, you and I have to talk. I said, okay. He said, you know, it's going to happen. I said, yes, I want you to call it, man. And I, he said, you've known me since I was small. He said, it's important for me that you call number 500. And I said, well, I'd, I'd be thrilled to as long as it doesn't come in the third, fourth, or seventh inning. And he's like any ball player. He not know what the hell I'm talking about. He said, what are you talking about? I said, I don't do those innings. I, you know, I was working at the time with a guy named Steve Stewart, uh, who now is in Kansas City. And I said, Steve has the third, fourth, and seventh. He said, I, I don't care about that. He said, that's immaterial to me. I want you to call it. I said, no, you don't understand. I said, we all have an ego in this business. My ego is not big enough that I'm going to take it away from somebody who has rightful ownership to the third, fourth, and seventh inning. He said, you don't understand. I am demanding. I said, you can't demand a damn thing from me. So it got to the point where we had to have a sit down with uh, Phil Castellini, who was the COO of the club. And I, I explained to Phil, I said, Phil, look, I, I, I'm not doing this. I said, it's not fair to the people I work with. Would I like to have a call in his home run? Yes. I said, but I'm not, I don't have that big of, the only way we rectify the problem was that the club put out an official news release saying that Junior had made this request hmm. and that I would do each time he came to the plate, that particular at bat. And they made it, I said, you got to make it perfectly clear that this was not my idea. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to blow somebody away that I got to work with every day. If, if, if I felt like if it came in Steve's inning, then Steve had the right to call it. And so it worked out. Uh, number 500 did not come in the third, fourth or seventh. Um, and it came in St. Louis on Father's Day. 
and his dad was there and his mom was there and his whole family was there. The pitch and a high drive hit back into deep right field. Junior has just knocked the door down to the 500 club. A high drive into the lower deck and right. Number 30 touches him all and boy what a Father's Day gift for Seaton. The dugout empties as he rounds third getting the glad hand from Mark Berry, greeted at home played by Adam Dunn, now Jason LaRue, followed by Sean Casey, and each of them will get a piece of Ken Griffey Jr. before he gets back into the dugout, getting his 500th home run to right field. You know, a few years go by, and now he's sitting at 598, and I go to the club, I'm waiting. I'm just, I'm not saying a word. And I walked through the clubhouse one day and he called me over and he said, guess what? I said, we're not going through this crap again, are we? He said, yeah. He said, I, you gotta have, I gotta have you call number 600. And uh, fortunately it, 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 we did the same basic thing, but uh, he hit it down in Miami. And I think there were maybe 13 people in the ballpark when he hit it. <laughs> but, but number 500 was really an interesting situation. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs, and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.